Proverbs 21, 31. The horse is prepared against the day of battle, but safety is is off the Lord. Lord, I pray that Brother Justin's sermon text would be good. In Jesus' name, amen. morning, brethren. Maddox has the closing scripture too, so that was the closing scripture for today. Our scripture today is going to be Hebrews 12 too. Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. It's good to meet together to discuss the things that are never going to pass away, huh? (laughs) Jesus and his words will always be with us. And I endeavor to bring you to him this morning. The real Jesus. Not a Jesus that's based on a denomination or a teaching of men. The one whom God has declared to us in the record that he has given of his son. That's the one. Just as there is one faith and one hope, one baptism, one God and Father, one truth, one Holy Spirit, there is only one Jesus Christ. He is the only begotten Son of the Father. God has told us to hear Him. He is the only one who has thoroughly pleased and satisfied God. Now, Jesus I am presenting over the course of this series is this person declared and appointed by God Himself, the only one by whom men are saved. Now today I would like to focus on this, this particular truth concerning His working ministry and person. Sister June hinted on this this morning that this fits perfectly with that the things that we do in Christ are the works of Christ himself. Jesus Christ is the author and the finisher of our faith. Let's talk about his authorship. What does that word really mean, to be an author? Let's look at today's dictionary. But really quick, I want to give a disclaimer before we begin. The meaning and the usefulness of a particular word is not necessarily established by a lexicon or a dictionary definition. What I'm doing here is simply just bringing this word to our recollection and having a discussion on it. So here, this word author in today's dictionary says, a writer of a book, article, or report. And that's it. I checked several other other dictionaries that are popular in our day, Oxford, Webster's, they all pretty much say the same thing. No further explanation is really given than meaning the composer of some sort of literary work. Now let's look at Webster's 1828 English Dictionary and let's see what the English-speaking people of 189 years ago had to say about the word. Author. From Latin, octor. The Latin word is the root of agio, which means to increase or to enlarge. The primary sense is one who causes to come to bring forth. One who produces, creates, or causes to come into being, as God is the author of the universe. The beginner, the former, or mover of anything, hence the efficient cause of a thing. 
it is appropriately applied to one who composes an original work. Now, and it goes on to say that it could also be used to denote somebody who writes books opposed to a compiler or a translator. But brethren, I'm telling you that that word has, has severely lost its meaning in our day. As a society becomes more and more decadent and sinful, their language degrades as well. So I want to properly spell these things out to you. When I, when I say Jesus is the author and the finisher of, my, of our faith, what does that really mean? The word in Greek is archegas, which means author. It's also used in Acts 5.31 for prince, and in Hebrews 2.10 for captain. The surrounding context, of course, being the thrust for which the word is used. Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. Other versions say pioneer and perfecter of our faith. That's New International. The champion who initiates and perfects our faith. That's New Living Translation. The founder and the perfecter of our faith. You see, the word author in its true form, it carries with it all of these realities. That Jesus is the founder, the forerunner, the leader, the molder, the creator. See, Jesus isn't just writing your story, so to speak. There's not like This isn't like a simplistic thing that Jesus is working. There's more involved in it than mere penmanship. Just as a potter has power over the clay, or a prince has power over a people, or a captain is performing the mission of the king, the work of faith is a profound and involved work of which Jesus is the creator, instructor, constructor, founder, initiator, innovator, originator, pioneer, inventor, architect, engineer, and potentate. He is the reason behind the efficacy of the work. He has not only created it, but causes that creation to be effective by design and for a purpose. He has not created it just for the sake of creating it, but for an intended function and purpose. Faith is held together. It comes into existence. It's intentionally designed, and it's distributed purposefully by His power, His authority, and His leadership. He is the author of our faith. Selah. Think about that. Not everyone has faith. 2 Thessalonians 3.2 will tell us. I know people say things like, well, everyone has faith in something. But you see, this is just another word that has been hijacked by our time. Some even go as far to say the Muslim faith, the Buddhist faith. Well, there is no other faith. There is one faith. This is the faith that Jesus is the author of. Consequently, this is why there is no other faith. Because he's the only author of faith. Think of it. Who else would be capable of creating anything like a saving faith other than our God? You can't teach someone how to have faith. Meaning there's no way for a person to manufacture faith in themselves. There's no way to create faith by a routine or by a system of thinking or any other such way. Faith isn't a personal accomplishment or revelation or some sort of private realization of truth spawned from within the individual. It's also not something that we can give to somebody else. You can't give anybody else your faith. You can't pass your faith on to your children. Faith isn't like contagious. There is an encourage now there's an encouraging influence that faith has on others who possess the same faith. In Romans 1:12 
But your faith to those who do not possess faith will only cause a person to either marvel in unbelief or they will more than likely, likely put you into the category of weirdos. The point is this, brethren. Faith must be authored. And faith is something that we must receive from God. Faith comes to us. I said faith comes to us by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. It actually has to come to you, which means it's something that's sent. And who sends it? Well, it's not sent by the preacher. The preacher sends you the Word. God gives the ears that hear, and when the Word is heard, faith is received from heaven. John the Baptist told us in John 3.27, a man can receive nothing except it be given him from heaven. Faith is like a package that was sent to your door by God with its origin from Jesus. Faith is a noun. Faith is an actual thing. The scripture calls it evidence and substance. It's substantive. It's like the tangible part of the Spirit. Or in other words, it's, it's rather it's the thing that makes the things of the Spirit tangible to us. I know that sounds contradictory to some people, but to those of us who have faith, we understand this. That faith is, faith is like the arm of the soul. It reaches forth and it's able to, to take hold of things that the Lord has for us. Let's think about the tangible natural creation. How is the creation tangible? By our senses, right? Consider your eyes and your ears. What do they do? Your eyes see and your ears hear. And how do I know that there's a pulpit in front of me? Because I can see it. I can feel it. My senses tell me that it's here. Your eye is a noun. It's a thing. And seeing is what your eye does. My hand feels. It's a noun. And feeling is what it does. Now imagine if somebody told you it's not enough to have eyes. You also have to see things. That's essentially what people are saying when they tell you it's not enough just to have faith. You also have to obey. See, this is precisely how faith operates. This is precisely how Jesus has authored faith. It always obeys. Faith always trusts God. Just as eyes see and ears hear, believing and obeying is what faith always does. If a person has faith... They will believe. They will trust God. They will submit to Him. They will do and they will keep His commandments. This is how the Scripture can say things like, the just shall live by faith. And at the same time say, this is the work of God that ye believe on Him that whom ye have sent. And to Him that worketh not, but believeth on Him that justifieth the ungodly, His faith is counted for righteousness. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. These are things that faith always does. And faith like picks up momentum. Faith has this momentum that it just more and more as it grows. We're talking this morning about Jesus being the author and finisher of our faith. Jesus has authored these things in faith. He's produced these things for our salvation. He's designed its primary function and he has put all things in place in order for faith to operate properly and he's designed it with a certain and profitable function. And this is why faith is enough. It doesn't make any difference what men say about their claim to faith. 
If they do not believe, if they do not obey, or if they are perpetually fruitless over time, how can they have faith? People expect somebody with eyes to be able to see. That's the normal mode of the eye. Hearing is the normal mode of the ear. When we go to the doctor, the, the clean bill of health is that you're able to hear with your ears and see with your eyes. My point is, is that everything that Jesus has authored is perfect and it serves a purpose. Even these mortal bodies that we live in are fearfully and wonderfully made. The same one who authored these bodies in the natural creation has also authored faith. Now, of course, this is where the parallel between the seen and the unseen breaks down. There are some people who have difficulty seeing and problems hearing even though they have eyes and ears on their bodies. But this is not true of those who have faith. Faith can never be defective. Those who possess real saving faith will experience what faith does. And even though our outward man is perishing, our inward man is being renewed day by day. The same Jesus who created the eye to see, the ear to ear, ear to hear, the mouth to speak, the mind to think, and the heart to beat has authored the faith that perceives, obeys, hears, and believes. Jesus has authored it. Jesus cannot make mistakes when he makes something. Everything that he has created, Jesus has created in perfection. When the creation was made by Jesus, God looked at it and saw that it was very good. And it would have remained good if sin had not entered into the world by man's transgression, causing God to curse it. Even of Lucifer himself it is written, Thou wast perfect in thy ways from the day that thou was created till iniquity was found in thee. Jesus doesn't make mistakes, brethren. And even though sin has corrupted the natural creation, faith cannot be touched by the devil or his cohorts. For a person to say that they have faith, but no evidence of that profession is present, it means they don't have faith, and it's insulting to Jesus to falsely promote his work as powerless or useless. The work of faith that Jesus begins in us is intended to move us closer and closer to the Lord and further and further away from everything else. Spiritual growth is described as from faith to faith. Here is the righteousness of God revealed. From faith to faith. As we know God more and more, we're moving from faith to faith. This is part of the authorship that Jesus is, is doing. Living by faith causes us to be productive to God. When a person is born, their eyes can see, their ears can hear, and their hands can feel, but they cannot yet work. But see, as they grow up, they're able to interact with the things that they can perceive in a profitable way. Amen. In like manner, as we progress from faith to faith, we're able to lay hold on eternal life. We're able to lay hold on the things of the kingdom and become profitable co-laborers with Him. Amen. See, this is part of Jesus' authorship Amen. of faith. Like I said, faith is like a spiritual arm that can reach out and, and, and grab onto these things. All of these things are accessible to you by faith. All of the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are accessible by faith. The throne of grace is accessible that we may obtain help in the time of need and be afforded a way of escape and temptation. By faith we can perceive things as they really are instead of the illusions presented by the enemy. 
We have freedom to explore the length and depth and breadth and height of our great salvation. Everything in the life of the believer hinges on faith. If you don't have it, you can't even please God. If you do have it, nothing can move you away from God. Christ actually dwells in our hearts by faith. But see, this work of faith is not only authored by Jesus. It's finished by Him as well. And actually, this is the only way that Jesus can effectively author faith in you to begin with. Because He's the one who's finishing it. He is the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. The first and the last. And He is also the only finisher. Whenever anything in this world comes to completion, brethren... Jesus is ultimately behind the finishing of it. Since the beginning, he's been a finisher. Let's consider it. The natural creation was not only started by him, but finished by him. He finished the work, and God saw that it was very good. He finishes the times that God has appointed. Every time and season appointed not only has a beginning, but an expected end. Jesus being in charge of the conclusion of every matter. The putting away of sin was finished by Him, was it not? Yeah. not and, and, and not only in being the propitiation for our transgression, not only in putting away the enmity that was there, but He put an end to men being dominated by sin. He put an end to Satan just having his way with whoever he wanted. He overthrew the devil, and he triumphed over the enemy. He fulfilled the law. He finished the work of atonement and reconciliation on the earth. And his ultimate work is to finish the work of God. Jesus is even satisfied by this. He says, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish, and to finish the work. He is the finisher of our faith. And when it's fulfilled, he'll shout out, it's done! I finished the work! Ultimately, no one else's will will be accomplished outside of God's will. No one else's purpose can be accomplished outside of God's purpose. Men may begin the build, but if they cannot finish, if Jesus does not become involved in the work, wicked men's plans and ambitions are rooted in a world that is passing away. Therefore, they will always come up shorter than they expect. Consider what the scriptures say about this. The fear of the Lord prolongeth days, but the years of the wicked shall be shortened. Solomon said, Be not overmuch wicked, neither be thou foolish, why shouldest thou die before thy time? Yeah. Jesus is in control of the times. Amen. <clears throat> He's completing the work that the Father has given him to complete. You see, when a man begins to build and he doesn't have enough to finish, people will mock. Well, I'm here today to tell you, brethren, that God is not mocked. <laughs> he will always finish His work. We thank, and we thank God that He finishes everything that He starts. We can then say with confidence, He which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Did he, has He started something in you? Are you running the race? Are you looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith? He's going to bring you all the way to completion. And Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11 is like the hall of faith. And you can see what faith does in everybody that possesses it. They all overcame. Everyone who lived by faith and died by faith overcame and obtained a good report. Right? Now unto Him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless 
before the presence of His glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. Dominion, majesty, power, author. See, those are connected. Mankind who was born in sin, so feeble and so frail, couldn't see at all behind the mystery of the veil. The verdict plainly seen is that all were very dead. Their minds were nailed right to the earth and just like Sisera's head. They could not see beyond a single thing of that which was seen. Spiritual life was only a facade or a fleeting dream. All was vanity for men. They met the air with grasping. The focus was only temporal and could not be everlasting. But a Savior from above had authored something from the throne to help mankind take hold of things the world has never known. It was calculated to perform a work when mixed with grace, and he deposited it in Abraham to showcase his first faith. It comes to us by hearing the word of God and what he's done when the open ear hears what the Lord is doing through his Son. With it, we finally could see and take hold upon our Savior to go to Him receiving a new heart and a new nature. For Jesus is the only author of the faith in which will save. The faith, when kept its function, is it always will obey. Our ears they hear, our eyes they see, our hands feel and perceive. So faith, when it is kept its function, always will believe. The access granted by this faith so offered from above moves us closer to his holiness and righteousness and love. For the very work of faith in you held tightly from the start will be finished in you perfectly by the time that you do depart. So hold tightly to your faith, dear friends, and never let it go, for its imputed righteousness makes thee whiter than the snow. Jesus did the work for us. By faith we do receive it. He started it. He'll finish it. By faith, we can believe it. Brother Aaron has our exhortation. Never forget how you came into the kingdom. He authored. You know, each each one of us could give an account of the the events uh, leading up to our our conviction and our our conversion and our confessing of Christ and and it might look on the outside that each one of us had different kinds of experiences but when you when you get down to why you had those that experience it's because Jesus was authoring faith Jesus authored faith we don't we don't find our everybody doesn't find their own way to the Lord <laughs> Jesus authored faith it all it all starts with him it all ends with him that's why in the revelation it says he's the alpha and the omega that's the he's the beginning and the end he, he it starts with him it ends with him and we we come somewhere somewhere in the middle never forget how you came into the lord he's the one that delivered he's the one that called he's the one that quickens he's he's the one that does the washing yeah. he's the one that chose us that's why we chose him because he chose us, we love him. Because he first loved us. Amen. That's the he's, Jesus is authoring. You know, we go. You could tra- we could trace this all through the scriptures of the, the 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 apostles and through the book of Acts and through the epistles. And what about all these? these you know, Onesimus and Timothy and and all of these these people that we see added to the church. What is it when it says in the book of Acts and they were added to the church? Jesus was authoring. Amen. 
That's what he was authored, those 3,000. They were added to the church because Jesus authored them into the church. Now, when Jesus authors... He brings us into the work. See, he authors and he finishes. That's what Jesus is doing now today is he's finishing. It's not that he authors and then he goes on to someone else and then at the end of your life he comes back to finish. No, he starts finishing the day he authors. That's, that's, that's the continuation of the, of the work. He authors and then he begins to finish. See, so we're to, we're brought into this work. It, it, the work is his, but we're brought into it. We're in the yoke with Christ. And so we're told, keep the faith. Yeah. And we can because he's finishing. He's finishing the faith. So I exhort you, brethren, keep the faith. There are things and there are people and there is a world that is trying to wrench you from it and wrench it from you. Keep the faith. Amen. <clears throat> Holding the faith is another way of saying it. Hold, holding the mystery of the faith in, in a pure conscience. And Peter exhorts us to this work to add to your faith. Now it's not that it's not that faith is just one part. Like Jesus gives a part and then we add the what what's missing to it. No, it's where the faith is growing. We're adding adding to the faith, so that we come into that work. Continue in the faith. Continue in it. Faith is not a step that now now that's done. We're going on to something else. No, at continue in the faith. The faith, the the brand new believer has the same faith that the one who who is uh, who's leaving. You know, at the end of his race, who has who has run run a good run the race and has kept fought a good fight. They have the same faith. They continue in the faith, not 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 in a in your faith. Your the faith that you have is your faith, but it's, it's not an individual type of of, uh, of tailored, like, I have faith for this and you have faith faith for that. It's the faith. Amen. Continue in, in the faith. For, and Paul labored for the church for their furtherance and joy of faith. See, there's a, there, in the kingdom, there's, there is a, there's a confidence in the work of Christ that he's the author and finisher. But then there's also not the assumption that because you have faith now that you're set and, you're, and that, you're, that there's, no, there's no concern at all. Paul had full confidence that what, the, like Brother Justin said, the work that he begun in you, he will complete it till the day of Christ. But at the same time, he had the care of the churches. See that that's that's all gendered by the faith. Jesus is the author and the finisher um, of our our faith. So he will finish the faith. So what to wrap all this uh, together into an exhortation? It would be abide in Him. He's the one that authors it. He's the one that finishes it. We've got to stay with Him. Jesus asked us the potent question when some when some heard His word and they said, "Who this is a hard saying." And they went away. Have you ever heard the words of Jesus and thought, that's a hard saying? Would you go away? Here's the exhortation. Would you go away from the author and the finisher of your faith? Would you go away? Where will we go? To whom shall we go? He has the words of everlasting life. And so, see, we want to take all of the all of the experiences of life and filter it through this. Jesus is the author and finisher of our of our faith. We all know that not every day is is alike. Some someday all your strength is is spent in standing. <laughs> that's all you can do is just stand. And someday your strength is you can like run. 
In, I'm talking about in the spirit. You can you can run. Some days you can you can rejoice and you and you're just like on, on the mountain. You can just see for uh, miles and miles. You can see afar off. And other days are are valley days. Some days are sunny and some days are overcast. You you know what I mean. But see, no matter what kind of day it is, he's finishing your faith. There's some finished work in those mountaintop days, but certainly there's a finished work in the valley days. There's, there's a finishing work in the days of comfort. There's a finishing work in the days of trouble. Paul expressed all kinds of, of experiences that he, that he had, you know, being cast down and, and being con, uh, uh, in distress and being pressed out of measure. There's all kinds of, of experiences. You want to filter them all through this reality of Jesus. He's the author and the finisher of faith. So what, if you're having a troublesome day, he's finishing. If you're having a joyful day, he's finishing. If you can see what, you know, see afar off, he's finishing. If you can't see, if you can't see afar off, he's finishing. He's the finisher of our faith. And so I exhort you to abide in him. Wherever he goes, follow him. Wherever he goes. And he'll, he's finishing your faith. So we thank you, Brother Justin, for your encouraging words this morning. Open up for any of the brethren's comments. Brother Marty. Um. Christ is the altar and finisher of the faith in that he will finish the faith when he comes back and we're all taken up into the, the glory because then there's no more need for faith. But he's the perfecter of our individual faith. And so when it's our time to go, we will be perfect in the faith. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. On this earth, we need faith, but we will not... But we won't need faith in heaven because we will be with Jesus. We need to be walking by faith and not by sight. Because if you are walking by faith, you will see a lot more of God. Really given. This new creation is a of a different order. Now, Adam was created a full-grown man right right away. But that's not how he creates a new man. See? Mm-hmm. Why? Because it's a bigger work. The new creation is a much bigger work than the original. Yes, amen. The original creation, because eventually this new creation is going to blend in with the new heavens and new earth. It's going to blend yes. in where God is. So you can see how it has to be a a larger and more aggressive work. And that's also why the wisdom of the world can't handle this. New creation. The wisdom of the world doesn't offer any kind of improvement, can't improve any of this, because it's of a different order. Yes. That's right. As Brother Justin was speaking, I was thinking about how you, what makes faith unique to all other things in the world is that, you know, there's really only two ways by which a man can understand anything. Either he's able to take a hold of it in his hands and examine it, see it, touch it, or he's, a, he's able to take a hold of it and by means of philosophy, some kind of thought process by which he can understand it. But faith is elusive to both of these things. It's, it's, it's neither tangible nor abstract, really. It, uh, um, there's no physical analog by which we can touch, taste, see, yeah. and smell it. And at the same time, there is no philosophy or theory or thought process by which we can take hold of it. It is itself the substance and the evidence of the, the truth to which it testifies. Amen. Yeah, that's right. Amen. Amen. Brother Justin was talking about how faith comes to 
to us by listening to the Word of God. I thought about how when we're listening in church, faith is coming to us. Justin's definition of the word faith, I brought that out. I mean, author. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I like that. That's um, you know, God is is the only one that um, is can do the things that God does. He's exclusive. And there isn't like an option. Yeah. You know, we hear today a lot of people they promote plans and different ways in which a person can can get some kind of attribute that only Christ can give. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, but they're forgeries, but see, they don't tell you that. Amen. They say, well, we, we, you just follow this and you'll, it'll change your character. <laughs> no, that's a lie. Only Christ can change your nature, the, who you, the essence yeah. of who you are. And so, but see this, he has to give faith. So he's discretionary and who he gives faith to. He's, Jesus says, the, the, all of the Father have given me will come to me, right? That's that's who he gives faith to. But see, he's 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 still not up in heaven doing his own will, right? He's doing the Father's will. So see, if you if you've been given faith, if you can look at your your, your life and see what Christ is do, doing in you, you can identify areas where he's increased you and given. You can have great confidence that the same one who is giving you increase in these areas is going to finish the work. Okay, this is a great confidence builder. Faith. Came. Can you remember the day faith came? And the, you believed. I, I mean, I can remember a time when I didn't believe. But see, something changed, and it wasn't me. It wasn't like I decided, I'm going to believe today. Faith came, and when it came, it brought with it everything we needed to run the race, to, to, go, to run to Him. I like that. There's no other way. That we that it can't that it can come unless Jesus sends it. I like this too that Jesus is in charge of every conclusion. Now we all know we've been in tight spots. We'll call them tight spots, but this, I mean unless it was resolved, we would have a very big problem. But Jesus concluded part of the work in you. He, he gave you to be able to to and in the conclusion, you know. It, we were able to grow up and see. Now, see the next time if that should happen, we're not as afraid, we're not as fearful, because he's working these things in us. He's going to come up with the ultimate conclusion when we're completely translated into his kingdom. When we're completely, when we're there with him, the, the conclusion of the matter will be glorious. Amen. Brother Justin's giving us his word that uh, that's true. God dwells in our heart by faith. And it's impossible to please God without faith. Amen. And faith is, faith is responsible for our fellowship with God. Otherwise, I mean, without faith we couldn't have fellowship. And, and Paul talks about those who are weak in faith and those uh, who are strong in faith. And so, you know, and no wonder it is no wonder that the devil he'll, he'll go he'll go to no he'll spare no lengths in trying to disrupt that faith yeah. in any way he can. I mean, mm-hmm. he, if he can use a hard thought, okay, they can get you on a hard thought, or if he can throw some kind of imagination and get you to pick that up and carry it around, then he can disrupt that that work of faith in you. He yeah. actually puts you on the sideline until you can whatever happens. But see, his, that's his objective is to shut you down, shut your faith down because you see, you get on these kind of 
this kind of thinking, then you then you're out of you're out of play. Your faith just won't function without all this other going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what that's what we got. That's what we got to be concerned about. Mm -hmm. I don't see any of the brethren here in this assembly being drugged off to the bar yeah. or these kind of things like that. But this yeah. Satan is slick as you know yeah. what? He'll throw a vein in magic. That's right. Yeah. A hard thought. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You got to recover from that. These good words our brother delivered to us this morning is a reminder to me of vain things about vain religion that we've all been delivered from. Some 22, 23 years ago, we had a Bible college professor standing in that very spot. He had almost 40 years education experience in preaching and teaching. And he stood there preaching from Hebrews 11 and said he didn't exactly know what faith was. He didn't know how to define it. Didn't know how to speak about it. It was a stunning, striking thing. I never imagined. Yeah. This is a man I had known since I was in junior high. And, and, and even in my immaturity then, I was I was stunned that he would stand in front of God's people and say such a thing. And here we have this brother uh, who stood up here and, and spoke these wonderful things that, that charged our hearts, that uh, lifted us up and opened our eyes and ears and, and provoked us to love and good deeds and provoked us to speak and to say these things. So it's a real challenge to deal with this, with, with vain, dead faith, if you want to say it that way. Uh, or, you know, you hate to say that someone has no faith, but it's that's a kind of religion that, that smothers and kills faith is what that does. With somebody to have all those years of work and, and, uh, supposed knowledge and then to stand up in front of a group of God's people and say he doesn't quite know what faith is. It's a staggering thing. Knowing Jesus is the author and finisher of faith helps us in what we identify as faith. Whatever we call faith should be something that can be traced back to Jesus himself. Something Jesus can be attributed to credit for. I feel a lot of what's called faith is something Jesus didn't have anything to do with. He didn't start it. He certainly has been perfecting it. But if Jesus started it, we can attribute it to him. So what we call faith is something that Jesus started, something exclusive yeah. to him. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Seth? Faith cannot be touched by the devil, so if you keep faith, you will be protected from the devil. Amen. 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 Really good. When I was in the industrial world, we manufactured, say, soap. The bar of soap had a label that told what was that bar was. The bar had to weigh 476.6 grams. Now, if they tested that and it was 476.4 grams, they had to pull that up. It couldn't be sold. Right. Now, that's that way with the faith. With the faith. If the faith a person has doesn't measure up to what the scripture says faith is, it is to be discarded. Mm -hmm. not, not to be sold to the public. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. That's why so much time is spent with what faith does. He cites all these great uh -huh. men of faith, what they did. They all did impossible things. Yeah. They all did it. it it's, he tells it's a commentary on what faith does. Yeah. And when you see it, you thank God for it. When you don't see it, you throw it away. Mm -hmm. right. yeah, I've been thinking about these things. What Brother Gibbons talking about is that it has to be perfect. 
a lot of people shy away from that that commandment. Be ye perfect. But that's the work that Christ is doing here. Making his people perfect. That's what finishing is. It's perfecting. We said that. I was thinking about creation. When the work was finished, it was perfect. That's when God saw that it was very good. It was as he intended. It was fulfilled. It was thoroughly furnished for the work that he was going to do with it. So with our faith, it will be perfect. Perfect. Amen. 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 Jesus said to Peter, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father did. So that's our seed of faith is when the Lord helps us to understand who Jesus is. And um, I was really blessed on on Friday because when Brother Given was talking about um, the Lord's Supper, and I was I had never thought about this before, but that we, we partake of it in faith. So everything in our salvation correlates to faith. Everything does. I was really blessed by that. So we can see our faith increasing as we learn more about Jesus. Amen. Faith is believing that Jesus is the Son of God. So the more we see in Jesus, the more we see that He's the Son of God. Faith that overcomes the world. Everything is, Brother Justin said, everything is hung on faith. And you can't do anything or be in the spirit without faith. When Jesus begins something, he will always end it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It says, by faith, Moses saw the invisible yes. God. That's how potent faith is. It can see the invisible God. Yes. Yeah, I, I like this thought when he said, by faith we can perceive things the way they really are. Yeah. I thought of Elisha when he was down in Dothan with his servant. It may have appeared that he was alone. It may have appeared that there were only two of them there when his servant woke up the morning and the Syrian army was surrounded, surrounding Dothan. You know, Dothan was 12 miles from Samaria. That's a pretty long way away from hell. Samaria is where the king of Israel was, where the armies of the Lord were, and they weren't anywhere in sight. But Elisha was not without help, and he knew it. He knew he wasn't without help, but he prayed for God's mercy for his servants. Remember all, and then the angels. It isn't that the angels came there at that time. The angels are always there. They encamp round about those that fear him. So this, it isn't that just this one occasion the angels showed up. When Abraham had his difficulty, the angels were camped around about him. When Moses was having his difficulties, the angels were camped around about him. See, there are, we, we, we're, we're always, the ones that are with us are more than they to be with him. And it's always, always that way. And that's, that's the value of having faith to be able to perceive that and bank on it, whether you can see with these things with your naked eye or not. Amen. Someone asked us where the angels are. We can tell. Yeah. Now this accounts for an insight you may get. 
something may come in very, very clear, or you may see something that never occurred to you before. Um, uh, and, and things like delight your soul. But see, this is when this is faith working. Just like Moses, uh, by faith, saw the invincibility of God. You, these, when you get this, this accounts for how uh, these things come to it. When, you, when you're in that place where faith is flourishing, you get these things from God. Amen. Yeah, this, remember Jesus told those blind men, according to your faith, be it unto you. So as matters of faith, if you can see it, you can have it. He didn't just show it to you so you can uh, be amused by it. You can have it. You can enter into it, participate, fellowship in it. That's a good faith. Amen. Faith requires an object. There was a time before uh, the Son of God was coming in the world that men's faith had to be in what was revealed thus far. But now, since He has come, the object of faith yeah. is Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Sister Heather. Yeah, the fact that He's a man, Christ Jesus, see, that's what makes Him accessible to us. Amen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a Amen. That um, the word we studied last night, Katie's uh, Bible study with faith, is um, really encouraging to hear the word opened up and spoke about today. And as I was pondering it and praying last night, um, you know, it's just so fruitful to hear the Lord speak to the brethren and clarify these things and open them up. And so thank the Lord for the truth. When you understand the things of God, that's not your mind or your brain that people. It's by faith yeah. we understand. When you under, it's your faith that yes. understands. Amen. By faith. Yeah. Yeah. We are we are able to lay hold on to eternal life because God has given us faith to do it. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. Okay. Thank you, brother. Brother Jonathan will lead us in a song.